Welcome to Before the Codes, a podcast dedicated to helping students learn more about the fields they wish to pursue through conversations with pre-meds and health healthcare professionals. This podcast is brought to you by the Culture of Medicine Committee at the UC Berkeley Chapter of the American Medical Student Association, or AMSA. We're your hosts, and we're excited to be here today. I'm Juliana. I'm Christine. And I'm Ayush. Uh, in this episode, we'll be talking to Sean Wallace, a scribe that will be giving us some insights into his career, day-to-day life, and experiences. Yeah, have All a right. here. Thank you. Um, well, we're so excited that you're here, Sean. Can you just start off giving us, you know, like a little intro about yourself? How did you get into being a scribe? Um, where are you from? Just like normal intro. Yeah, of course. So yeah, I'm Sean, um, born and raised in San Jose, California. Uh, graduated from Santa Cruz University in 2019 with a degree in biochemistry. Um, currently getting my master's um, at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine and uh, incoming MS1 at the University of Pittsburgh School of Medicine. Um, yeah, I guess in terms of scribing, I scribed for about a year and a half at a emergency department slash trauma center in San Jose. Um, mostly because I wanted more clinical experience. Uh, I was not a very traditional applicant. I kind of started later on in my college career, so it's never too late to get into medicine. Um, and I, I loved the opportunity and I'm looking forward to talking more about it. That's awesome. So um, also for those of you, and I mean, like, you know, I, I know, but you know, for people who don't know, what does MS1 mean? <laughs> Yeah, of course. Uh, so first year medical student. Oh, I see. I see. Okay. Um, so let's just go straight into it. How did you become a medical scribe? Did it take a lot of like, um, on onboarding hours? How did you get the experience? Um, and overall, how did you like your experience? Yeah, of course. Um, so getting involved isn't too hard. Um, <clears throat> it is when you're trying to work at small clinics, because a lot of places require you have prior experience. Um, two organizations I would recommend anyone do are Scribe America and Vituity. Uh, basically, they will pay for your training. It's, I think, roughly like 30 to 40 hours of online learning, and then five essentially shadowed in-person uh, shifts where basically you watch someone scribe, then you sort of take on some more responsibility. And ideally by the end, you're more or less self-sufficient. Um, you know, I think scribing is a great way of getting involved, mostly because it kind of helps you understand just general emergency department flow or, you know, any sort of clinic. Um, it's also good for getting you familiar with medical terminology, um, understanding billing, um, and then also just kind of understanding all the different cogs that are in the healthcare system. And then once you're kind of trained and you have some experience, it's actually not too hard to work for other clinics. So like you could obviously do it for things like ophthalmology or family care or more inpatient oriented um, medical practices. How did you um, prepare yourself uh, if you did, like, you know, before getting into all that, if you had to prepare yourself anyway, or if there were any prerequisites and also in addition to that, do you think that this is a job that can be done during undergrad? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess to start off, I'm going to say that this definitely is something you can do as an undergrad. Um, a lot of places will basically um, work with you depending on what your flexibility is. So from Scrub America, the commitment was one year full-time, meeting 40 hours a week, or you can do two years part-time, so closer to about two shifts a week. 
Um, and you also have a lot of flexibility. If you're someone who mostly does classes in the mornings and afternoons, you can work night shifts, you can work weekends. Um, those are actually the ones that are typically the most available. So that's not necessarily a bad thing unless you really like your Saturdays free. Um, in terms of preparation, they do a lot for you. Um, Scribe America gave me basically like a little spiral bound notebook um, that basically gives you a crash course in medical terminology, um, understanding how different um, electronic health record systems work. Um, we used Meditech, um, but you guys have probably heard of things like Epic and Cerner too. Um, I would say the only thing I kind of did on the side was actually brush up a little bit on my Spanish, um, just because a lot of clinics, obviously, especially in California, are bilingual. Um, so it's it's a good idea to kind of have some sort of familiarity. Of course, it's not required because most hospitals are will have some sort of translator services available. Um, and then really just, if you just Google, you know, hospital abbreviations, um, understanding portions of what's involved in a patient visit. So history of present illness, review of systems, physical exams, um, really popular tests and medications. Um, I, I looked at a couple of like, I guess like YouTube tutorials on, oh, like what are the most common, you know, hypertension or hyperlipidemia or diabetes drugs you'll come across just because, you know, it really helps you get started. Um, another good thing about being a scribe is a lot of it's kind of learning as you go. Um, I, there's no matter of how much preparation you do, you're gonna see something every shift that's somewhat different. different. Um, but that's actually good because I mean, that is medicine, right? You're never gonna see the same thing every day. Uh, and it's a good sort of training to keep your brain active. Got it. Thank you so much. And then our next question is, um, why did you choose to become a scribe? Yeah, excellent. Um, there were a few different reasons why. Um, part of it was I didn't have kind of the background or the time to become an EMT. Um, also, I preferred being a scribe mostly because it's a better representation of what medicine involves. You know, being an EMT is great. Shadowing is great. Um, but really you want something that a you're being paid for your time um and also depending on the type of scribe you are you're going to see a lot of variability in how physicians think and how they work um i'd say in my year and a half i've probably worked with 20 plus physicians uh physician assistants nurse practitioners um and it just kind of helps you understand better you know um what kind of their thinking kind of helps you see the do's and don'ts it's kind of not a great thing to say oh i don't like what this physician did um but you know for each person you kind of see things that you like and think oh like i would like to do this in the future um it's also a great way of getting letters of recommendation um i am so grateful for the physician i asked she's great i love her to death um she wrote me one of the strongest letters i've ever gotten um but mostly because I had that ability to kind of work with different providers. The issue a lot of people get with shadowing is you're kind of stuck with a physician who you may not necessarily get along with, or you might not have that same chemistry as you would when you're kind of like, okay, well, what are my chances of me, you know, uh, having a good relationship with these 20 physicians, you know, and typically, I mean, you get along with 90% of them. 
So um, what is your day-to-day routine? Did you end up doing the one-year or the part-time position? And how, how did that differ then from what you expected your day-to-day would be? Yeah, uh, so I opted for the two-year part-time, mostly mm-hmm. because I was, I was doing research during the days back then. Were you um, in school at this time as well, or were you? You out? know, I, I had just graduated. Um, so I kind of started this, uh, basically in the fall after I graduated, um, mostly because I, I want a little bit of time out because I do a little bit of like competing and traveling during the summers. So I needed some flexibility. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I forgot what was the second part of your, oh, what was my day to day like? Yeah. 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 So, uh, typically it's not too bad. So a lot of places will give you your schedule like two weeks in advance for the month. Um, I was predominantly a weekends and night shifts person. So typically I would usually nap during the day after I got home from work. Um, I'd go into the hospital. Uh, Our shifts usually started either 9 p.m. or 11 p.m. and went on for eight to 10 hours. Um, Time kind of got shifted around halfway through. Uh, And then essentially what I would do is I would go, I would meet my provider. Um, I'd shadow them basically to each patient room unless there's certain precautions that they have or they prefer. Um, then basically you just write down everything you see or are told. Uh, so obviously being in an emergency department, we take a lot of information from police, uh, firefighters, um, EM, EMS, whether they're kind of first on the scene or it's transports. Um, and then from there, we kind of are mostly involved in following provider guidelines. So some providers prefer using general templates that are pretty copy paste. Um, Some others have their own very unique ones because they understand how to play the billing system. Obviously like if you say certain words or if you can argue that a patient qualifies for critical care time, uh, you can get increased billing. Um, Typically I would get out either on time or an hour too early Uh, night shifts. And emergency department work in general is very random. Some nights you'll see 30 patients, some nights you'll see three. So it's also a really great time, especially for students, if you have, you know, if you want to kind of study too, or if you are looking to kind of like start your applications, get your written done. Obviously, scribing comes first, so there's free time. Um, and more than anything else, it was just great to kind of uh talk with the physicians, you get to hear their life stories, you get to understand more what makes a physician a physician, what attracts people to the field, and also possible career paths, because you'll realize that, you know, no one, not everyone has the same, you know, oh, I wanted to be, you know, a radiologist my whole life, right? There's a lot of kind of moving, um, even late in the process in residency, even. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Uh, It definitely feels like, you know, scribing opens you up to so many experiences because, you know, you're interacting with so many people, really seeing medicine from the start to the finish, like what clinical care looks like. Um, And I guess to go off of that, uh, what experiences, if any, stood out to you or had an impact on you, if you have any specific moments? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I have I have so many. Um, that's what's great about scribing too. Um, and also in an emergency department setting as well. Um, it's also great when it comes to written, so keep that in mind. Um, I mean, one, probably the 
the predominant one that always comes to my mind is um, one during peak COVID, we had a, a code white. So it was a, uh, it was a neonatal emergency. Basically um, we had a three month old girl being brought in um, uh, because she stopped breathing. Um, so yeah, it, very, very tragic. Um, I, I won't, I, I don't think I can share too much of the details, but all in all, it took about two hours to intubate her and get pulses back. Um, and, you know, that was something I was kind of not expecting. It's, it's not something you'll really see every day. And it's a good reminder that, you know, these things happen. And it's good to get ready now because this will prepare you for what you see in the future. Um, that was a big one. Um, again, we're a trauma center. So, I mean, I've, I've probably seen dozens of people who are victims of gun violence, knife attacks, uh, motor vehicle accidents. Um, of course, you know, you always have your fingers crossed for a good outcome, but it doesn't always happen. Um, and, but then outside of kind of the, the more heavy traumatic bits, you also see, you know, kind of more interesting patient presentations. Um, you'll have anything, you know, we'll see strokes, we see heart attacks, um, ingrown toenails, um, ki kids with sore throats, you know, yeah, you'll, you'll see everything. Um, but I think, I mean, at least for me, I think there's no better way of getting involved in medicine than by scribing, because you're going to see almost everything under the sun. Um, and it's a good way of kind of getting yourself ready for that real transition you know like if you're a person at least for me i i lived a very sheltered life you know um it, it i hadn't seen something like this before i started scribing uh, and it really kind of opened my eyes to understanding what's involved how you can handle these situations um and it's also good because it kind of gives you an insight into what needs to change in medicine um, mostly from a policy standpoint, um, whether it's hospital policy or more kind of like local, regional, or uh, national policy regarding certain issues. Wow, that's really interesting. I bet like as a scribe, you see a lot in terms of like paperwork policy, like finances, uh, like insurance and things like that. Um, and there's a lot we want to see change. Um, so I, like you were saying, like, there's a lot of, there's a kind of a give and take you take, um, there's a lot of, you know, bad, uh, but also like great experiences to be able to like, um, shadow them and like, see these things. Would you recommend it? Um, with that being said, and also, um, like the hours and could you, I mean, if you're comfortable, would you be willing to share how much? you get compensated as a scribe? Yeah, of course. Um, Compensation is not great. Um, it's typically minimum wage. Um, it also kind of depends on how the scribing program is being financed. Um, our hospital used to pay for the scribes directly, but there was a bit of a policy change and then physicians had to pay for their own scribes. So that kind of influences how much you get paid, um, what's involved. But at the same time, there are kind of pathways for vertical movement. Um, you can take 
more of a position where you're kind of training other scribes or where you're the chief scribe, where you're more of the, uh, I, I guess, the mouthpiece for the scribing group as a whole in your hospital. Um, in terms of, do I recommend it for students? 100%. Um, personally, if I could redo what I did, I would EMT, I would scribe, and I would do research. Um, I, I would say scribing and shadowing are more or less equivalent. Um, the only thing I would say is if you can get yourself into a good shadowing program that lets you tour multiple um, like departments, I would recommend doing that first and then going into scribing. Just because hospital, uh, well, medical schools do like to see that you know you're not a person who's only like you know single-minded. You're thinking, okay, like there's only one path for me, um, yeah. right? But at the same time, I do think you're you're going to be hard pressed to get better letters of rec and better experiences by shadowing any singular physician, un unless you are uh, very very committed to a certain path. Yeah, thank you so much. I think you've already kind of touched a little bit about this next question, um, but we're wondering what tips or advice you'd have for someone who's currently searching for a scribe position, and in particular, how someone can find a location um, that's a good fit for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it kind of depends on the organization. Um, again, I, I did mine through Scribe America and Vituity. I bet there's other scribe staffers out there. Um, so typically applications are cyclical. So typically around the end of summer, beginning of fall, when you see a lot of scribes move on to you know, med school, PA school, nursing school, whatever they're looking to do, they're gonna have a lot of vacancies. So what I would recommend is um, apply sooner rather than later. All that happens is like, let's say you send your application right now. Um, it'll basically be held on to um, with certain information, like let's say like where you're looking to practice, uh, how many hours a week you're willing to put in. And then depending on how um, complimentary that is to the opportunity they have available, they'll contact you. So for Scribe America, at least, that wasn't too hard because we had a massive, I guess, staffing rearrangement at one of our major hospitals. So they were replacing all of the nurses, all of the doctors, all of the scribes. Um, that doesn't always happen. Um, so I recommend doing both Vituity and Scrub America. Um, Vituity is a little bit different. I think you can choose, you can choose what hospitals you would prefer to work at or what cities you would prefer to, to work. Um, although I think Vituity took a lot longer to get back to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's absolutely nothing wrong with kind of putting your application in early. Um, if you're someone who's, you know, obviously, going to Berkeley, you're probably looking for something in that area. Um, I, unfortunately, driving is probably needed, you know, um, but considering your guys' location, I can, I would think there's plenty of hospitals, at least in Oakland, or I mean, if you're willing to make a trek somewhere out closer to San Francisco that needs scribes. Yeah, I think we are pretty lucky to be around lots of hospitals in um, the Berkeley area. And just uh, really quickly, I was wondering if you could explain a little bit about what Scribe America is and how Scribe America connects you to hospitals or scribing opportunities for listeners who are not familiar with Scribe America. Yeah, of course. Um, so Scribe America is essentially a scribe staffer. So what they do is they have agreements with certain hospitals 
um, basically saying that, hey, we'll send you scribes um, if you need them. So basically the way it works is you apply to Scribe America and Scribe America will find positions at hospitals they have connections with. Um, so for example, I sent in my application to Scribe America when I was living in San Jose. Um, they looked at hospitals in San Jose that they had contracts with. Um, they just had a new contract with one of the major trauma centers. And they then started sending us over to basically fill in where the people before had uh, I guess left vacancies. Got it. Thank you so much for filling that in. Yeah, of course. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, you know, for taking the time to talk to us today. I know you have a, you probably have a busy schedule doing a lot of stuff. Very exciting. But um, truly, like, thanks so much for giving us some of your insight. Uh, definitely helps some of our listeners who are interested in like pursuing those sorts of medical careers before, you know, med school or PA school or any professional career. So definitely scribing seems like an opportunity that is worthwhile and meaningful. And I'm really happy that you came on here and shared that with us today. So thank you and good luck with med school. I'm so excited. Congrats. Yeah, great. Thank you guys so much. It was fun kind of talking about it, you know? Um, yeah, thanks for having me on.